This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is 937 a ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. <laughs> hey. hey, BJ. I can't. Huh? I got one question for you from the text line. <laughs> what? It said, um, I think this Mississippi mud dog. It said, um, back in the 90s, BJ, it said, were you more of a West Coast or East Coast rap guy? I need to know, death row or bad boy? <laughs> hey, hey, listen! This, I, how confident I am, Terrell can answer that question. Oh, he was—he was with the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? He, he, <laughs> yeah, he was, West Side is yeah. the best side. Death Row, baby. Yeah, the bad boys was the pretty boys. You know what I'm saying? Take that! Take that! Take that! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tater, Tater says this, I, I dip, you dip, we dip. VJ hyping me up. <laughs> he was talking about when I was like, like, we hit, we hit, we hit. We used to hit at Nebraska. Scott, so, you know, you've been around for a long time. You've seen a lot of guys, you know, come, go, here, there. I call you a journeyman. You've been all mm. over the place, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's the best receiver you think you play with? You know what? Um, it's funny because you when you mentioned Andre Risen, um, I, I, and I tell when people drop balls now, I'm like, hey man, you dropping bands? You dropping? How can I say? Uh, Andre Risen um, was one of the guys that took me under his wing. Uh, definitely, I would say Andre Risen and Terrell Owens. Mm, absolutely. Two different receivers, two different receivers. Andre Risen was more of a quick. His feet were unbelievable, unbelievable route running. But Terrell Owens, uh, I, I've never seen anybody dominate practice and the game like that guy uh if i had to pick one it would be to um just that's when i learned like oh okay this is what it takes to be a professional football player this guy and and uh, he actually introduced me to his trainer and man in about six months they i went from 195 to 220 dang you yeah 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 go ahead bob yeah <laughs> i got a question because there, there was a debate a few weeks ago in the office uh, Terrell Owens trying to get back in, trying to get some workouts. Do you think? I mean, he's almost fifty years old. Do you think he could play a little bit today? You're too old. Oh yeah, he, he, you know what? He could he could play physically. He could play, um, but I don't think anybody would give him opportunity because of the age. Uh, it would be pretty cool to, to see a, you know a guy uh, you know go out there at that age. But you watch him physically, like the guy can run, like he I, the guy can still run a four or five and uh, maneuver, run routes. 
It's whoa, just, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. You said four or five. Homeboy ran a four, four. He raced the cheetah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. Ran no, four, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm just, yeah. I, yeah. I tell you what, I saw him. We were we were in Osaka, Japan, uh, the preseason game, and I seen him race. Oh, we lost it. Right when we got interest in there. We lost it a little bit. Can we still hear you guys? I think it's just you and me, Terrell. <laughs> For he was a 4-3-0, this guy. Legit. It started to, you know, develop after he got to the league. Yeah, that guy can roll, man. So, so Ted says this. He says, I was Herbie Husker for that Kansas game. <laughs> Ted, let me find out. Well, what happened to you? Do you still got the costume, Ted? You still got the Herbie Husker, the whole thing? Because I'm telling you, when when it must have been Ted, because I used to always mess with Herbie Husker, give him a high five, you know what I'm saying? Getting fired up, all that good stuff. Anyway, uh, so, so, Chloe, NIL in college football, we talked a little about mm-hmm. earlier, we talked about the kid from Florida, the quarterback that was promised $13 million and they kind of went backwards on the deal. Now he might be suing the, the collective and, or the Florida. Um, what's your thoughts on the NIL and the transfer portal? You know what? The, I mean, I, I, I do like the NIL because for so long, you know, I think college athletes, uh, have been exploited. Um, and that was a part of it, right? You got a scholarship, and then the university got all the money um, where now these, these young men are getting compensated because you got to think not everyone's going to go to the NFL. Right. And so it's good for, you know, these guys are putting their bodies on the line, just like an NFL player. So for them to be compensated, I do like that. Uh, the transfer portal. Um, I have mixed, mixed emotions because, you know, um, it, I think if a, if a coach can get up and leave, you know, why can't a player do it? But it's, it get, it's, it's kind of getting out of hand <laughs> where like guys are just, I think they need. I think eventually, and maybe they might put some um, uh, some things in place, uh, some restrictions in place. Uh, I would kind of like to see that because I think guys are just like you know, especially this new generation. You know, it's like they want it's microwave mentality. If it ain't happening right now, I'm going to the next thing and not to be seen, right? So, yeah. My bad, y'all. That's a that's a Bowman caller. You know who Bowman is. <laughs> Bomac is, uh, is 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 uh is is uh Bud Crawford's trainer, his manager. Anyway, it's just a sidebar. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. So so so, you know, when you think about the NIL and you think about this whole transfer portal, and long term, how what can you do to change it? Or can you change it, or is it going to be a snowball where there's going to be more guys that are going to come out and say, this school promised me this, and when I got there, I didn't get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to continue to see that for sure, right? Because, you know, that's, you know, guys, schools are going to promise guys uh, different things. And obviously, you know, we all know how that goes, right? When you get there, uh, it's not it's not what they say it is in some cases. Um, and so, yeah, you're, I think you're going to continue to see that. It's going to be a snowball effect. Uh, but you know what? It is. It, but you know what? It, like I said before, coaches can just get up and leave anytime they want. So it's only right that the players be able to do it as well. So that's like I said. So it's kind of mixed emotions there for me. Mm. Well, okay. So you play that Southern because I want to. I want to touch on this, Buck. You got that sound bite right from Dion that I got. 
Uh, hold on a second. I sent you. See if you got that. I got I, I got a soundbite from Dion. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about the facilities at Southern. When you <laughs> played there way back in the gap in 1994, um, <laughs> what was the facilities? Uh, let's 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 compare it to Kansas City. Because yeah. Kansas City at the time wasn't that much better than Nebraska. I thought our our locker room was better than the <laughs> City Chiefs. But talk yeah. about <laughs> talk about the disparity and the differences in Southern and what that looked like. Yeah, you know, you know, when you compare Southern to a, a Nebraska or you know Kansas City, um, drastically different. You know, um, you know your weight room. You had your you know your basic weights. Uh, looked like pig irons, all rusted out. Uh, I think at one point they were remodeling the uh, our weight room. We were lifting weights in a trailer. Uh, you had to turn in your your student ID to get a get a jock strap, man, in shorts, and then they give it back. <laughs> hey, hey, HBCU life was rough, man. <laughs> I was you know, I was the training table. Did y'all have a training table? We did. We did have our own. Or we did have our own cafeteria. So they fed us good. We ate good. We ate good. Um, but the thing was, I would say the biggest thing. Because Baton Rouge, Southern's in the same city as LSU. So, you know, we got to see some of the stuff that they were getting because we would, I would train over there with some guys in time and they would give me some, you know, supplements. Like, we didn't, I didn't know, we didn't get, they, like, they had, you know, all sorts of supplements. We didn't get that stuff, right? So, um, you know, they would hook us up a little bit, you know, sometime. But, yeah, that, that's the biggest difference, man. That's one of the biggest things, the facilities. So you're just able to develop more as a player going to a Power 5 school. For sure, 100%. Did you happen to see, uh, what's the safety? Ed Reed going, he's supposed to be the coach for Bethune oh. Did you see him going crazy on the facility? Yeah. Oh, he said it was terrible? What did he say? He said it was terrible. He showed a film, and, and, <laughs> and their their practice field was like, I don't even know what this was. <laughs> but it was just a piece of like some grass and a field. It didn't have goalposts. And then right next to it was a track with like five lanes, right? But it wasn't a track. Yeah. It was just like a straightaway track. That was wow. it. Yeah, a straightaway track. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, we was going around. I used to do the T.O. football camps and uh, yeah. help help him run those camps in Dallas. And I'm going mm-hmm. to these different Cedar Hill and I'm going to these different high schools. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that this high school is, oh, my word. And, and, and just the disparity in it, when, you know, once I got a little bit older and I started doing and seeing some different things, I couldn't believe that HBCUs look worse than high schools. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Locker room. Everything. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Yeah. Now, with, with Dion, do you think Dion should have stayed at Jackson State? Being that you play for Southern and you you play for HBCU, you know what it meant for Dion mm. to coach in that mm. league. Do mm. you think he should have stayed or him going? Is that a plus on his side? Well, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, man, uh, he did a, a wonderful job 
just transferring belief and and bringing the, the facilities, paying for a lot of the stuff with his own money. Their facilities nice are are, are actually pretty nice now. Um, you know what? The only thing somebody once told me, I, I heard something once. The only thing permanent is change. And if you're not if you're not moving, you're staying the same. If you're, you're going to go backwards, and I think he did the right thing, in my opinion. He was there for three years. Uh, he brought a lot of uh, attention and notoriety to HBCUs, and now people are aware of the facilities. So I'm, more people are donating and helping, and so I think he did what he was supposed to do. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what he what, what he does in uh, in Colorado. All right. So I got a I got a clip. You got the clip, Bob. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I got a clip I want us to hear. And, and the reason why I'm playing this clip is because I think not. I think all coaches should definitely do it, not that they don't. But I thought it was just – I was like, wow. When you get a head coach – because this was Coach Osborne, okay? He didn't just coach his athletes. He didn't just coach his coaches. To me, Coach Osborne coached everybody in the athletic department. So I want you guys to listen to this, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Oh, that's some oh, 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 gosh, one thing that I don't condone, Jennifer, come on, one thing that I don't condone is disrespect to a woman and calling a woman out of her name. So when you pass by these beautiful young women, um, I don't know if they grace you to call them by their name or their title, you find out. Um, to not be mistaken, I would say, man, until they check you and say, I'm not that open, okay? But be courteous, be gracious, and be polite. And if there's any um, dysfunction or obstruction with your girlfriend, fiance, or whoever, with any abuse, that's it, it's over. Don't call me, don't have your mama call me, don't call Rick, it's a wrap. You understand that? We're gonna respect mm. Our women wholeheartedly. Thank you, ladies. Mm. Mm. I just thought that, you know, I thought that was amazing, man. Yeah. He letting yeah. you know up front, up personal. I don't care if it's a sniff, you're done. <laughs> yeah. You're done. He didn't say we're gonna talk about it. He said, You're done. Thoughts on that black yeah. shirt. You go first. Ooh. I mean, he's serious. I mean, uh, you know, they got to get used to having women around because, you know, we had women athletic trainers that was helping out, and, you know, we we never did disrespect them in any kind of way. So, you know, you just got to teach them from the get-go. Don't don't hop in the women's face. Don't look at them. Don't stare them down. Don't try to get a personal relationship with them. You know, just keep it business. Well, in, 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 in uh, Scott, what's your thoughts? You know, it's um, we all know in the locker room, especially when you're doing training camp. Uh, they call it camp eye. You get, you, you know, well, no matter what the trainer look like, if it's a female, you're gonna get excited. So you gotta address that right away and let guys know that that, that it's not tolerated. Uh, there be no disrespect. And that, the thing, the biggest thing I love about it is just the, just the respect for women. You just don't disrespect, you know, women like that. And I really love the way he addresses the team. Yeah, right, Bach, you want to touch on that or no? You good? Yeah, no, just uh, to back up with they've saying, and remember, Colorado's had a history, at, you know, before with, uh, um, you know, I don't want to go too much into it, but uh, a, a female, some problems there. So, um, you know, it, it's especially 
good to, to get out in front of it. Uh, you know, you'd love to see it. And I, again, I don't care how you feel about Dion and, and I, I hate Colorado. I can't wait for the rivalry. So I'm going to jump all into that side, but you know, you have to respect that sort of thing. By the way, I want to say a couple things on this one. If you look at that clip, if you go and look at that clip in the background is a schedule of the games that they have. Right. And of course our game, you can't even see our name. Everybody else's name on there, you can see. You can't even see Nebraska's name. It was almost like they blacked it out. Anyway, here's the reason why I wanted to bring that up. Because I think on all levels, at Nebraska, at any institution, that needs to be said. That needs to be said. Here's the deal. Um, and, and the reason why – here's VJ's confessional. I'm confessing right now. I mean, what do they do that? Is that the priest you go to and you do your confessional? Yeah, priest. Okay, okay cool. I'm <laughs> confessing right now. So we were we were in the training facility and you know we have the study hall. So I'm in study hall and I'm thinking I'm taking care of my business. And Sonia Varnell, shout out Sonia Varnell. She was at Mississippi and um great lady, but I felt like she was kind of picking on me. I felt, right? Because she was just like riding me about this and that and homework and all this stuff. And instead of me just listening and being respectful. Even though I had my stuff done, I kind of was like, why do you, why you keep riding me? And I put my hand up, you know, like talk to the hand, not the face. Why, <laughs> why did I do that? I don't know why I did that. Mm-hmm. My phone yeah. rang the next morning. Guess who? Mary Terrell? Marianne. Mary, Mary Lynn. She's. Ring, ring. Hello, Rashawn. Oh, yes. Coach Osborne wants to see you. Okay. I go in Coach Osborne's office. First of all, I've seen him turn beat red. But when I walked in, he was already beat red. (laughs) And he told me if I ever even sniff wrong concerning a woman, I'm done. And I will, I will always remember that. No matter he, there was no excuse that I could give him that he would accept dealing with a woman and women at the facility. So that that hit a soft spot for me when I heard Dion telling them young men that because the expectation is set. You do this, you're done. And I think any good, great coach. Worth his salt. We'll set expectations. Coach Rule, same thing. I know he's setting expectations that this will not be tolerated. I'm done, Rand. <laughs> I'm done, Rand. I'm done, Rand. Let me, let me get to some more of these texts real quick, and then we'll get back to Scott. Okay, so it says, this is Scott. I don't know if this is Scott Frost or what, but he says this. That was the year we lost – we lost to ASU 20 to nothing. It was actually 19 to nothing. <laughs> Had to hear about this forever. They never forget. <laughs> and all my friends still text me to this day. I was going to ASU and living in Phoenix at the time. Dang, VJ. Yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about that game. Mm. I, mean, I didn't get very much time in that game. <laughs> I did come before. Okay, Oak Valley Huster says this. Oh wow. Y'all look at the look at the text line. Look at the text line. 
this dude, here, here, here's my coach. Oak Valley Husker says this. Found it, you were in the wide open, but one guy slowed you down and the other guy barely got you. Needed that stiff arm, you would have been gone. <laughs> Listen, bro, when you catch one one ball every uh, 50 plays, it's a tough deal, man. <laughs> and, he got, and he's got on there, found it, you were in the wide open. Did you see this? Did you see, y'all see that, right? Yeah, I'm huh? so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. IQ Crew says, another amazing thought about Huskers back in the day. They were sending punters to the league left and right. But some games, some games, punters never punted. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ted said this, nope, those were old costumes, long since retired. Ted, <laughs> why wouldn't you keep a costume? You didn't tell me you was Herbie Husker for how many years and they didn't give you a costume? Don't you think there's just one Herbie Husker costume? You think they got yeah. like 16 want, of them back there? You want to have what that thing smell like out there, game? Yeah, I know oh. there's one because it all looks <laughs> looks worn and torn out. Probably time. worse than a lot. All the room. more reason for him to get it after he gets done being Herbie Husker. Put some mothballs up in there. <laughs> hey, Ted, at some point it'll be great for you to call in so we can ask you about being the mascot and all that good stuff because yeah. I think that'd be very, very interesting. So, Ted, if you get a chance, Call in. I got your number, but I don't want to be a creep and just call you without asking. <laughs> little Red. <laughs> I like Little Red. <clears throat> you look like you like Little Red. Chase B, <laughs> 7233, Bill and Bennett will be back after these messages. 93.7, Captain. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.